So are you like into the trucker hat trend? Me too. Me too. The Bass Pro Shop hat. Clean. Timeless. And one of the only things other than the Arizona iced tea to beat inflation at $6. My sister's bachelorette party is this weekend and I had some trucker hats made that ended up... I just feel like it's the perfect mix between like trendy and kind of like masculine. Like it's giving those vibes. I'll just rehash the beginning of the story. You're fine, Albert. So in 2019, I think, might have been 2018, Engineer Garments put out these like eight whale painter's pants that uh, were patchwork but of the exact same material. So it just kind of looked like paneled. And for whatever reason, I didn't see these things fucking hit any sites. I like missed them completely by the time the sale season rolled around. There were no sizes when I like was uh, sort of made aware. I think I wrote about them for Heddles at the time, though. I so distinctly remember you talking about <laughs> these eight whale cords. Yeah, and they, they were just like fucking impossible. The only reason I'd like say even eight whale is because that was the only way you could search for them, like in like some weird back catalog garmentory bullshit. Um, mm. Couldn't find these things, and then they popped up on Grailed for like eighty-five bucks a couple weeks ago. And I was just like, just do the offer thing that the incremented low mm-hmm. was accepted immediately. These are like my favorite fucking pants I've had in. I put them on and I think I like vocally exclaimed by myself in my apartment. Like, fuck yes. <laughs> I love these but, things so much. So they live up to the expectation? Yeah, it's the rare garment that did. They might have surpassed them. What color are they? So my first choice was the black ones, like off rip that's what i really wanted to get that was my thought but in the interim because of that i bought a pair of south to west eight like uh belted whatever the fuck those things are called in black cord so i scratched that itch and these just happen to be in that like weird olive drab colorway that i uh just don't have so i'm just imagining you uh recreating the the brendan fraser movie the whale but it's about you and your cords <laughs> coming coming oh to theaters God. september 2023 like, uh, like, i don't have a problem yeah i'm just losing family members like in These rapid su- are so big yeah in rapid succession but over corduroy uh specifically bottoms i haven't really even ventured into the top realm yet for any loyal listeners who followed us over from our last podcast, you will remember Reed's unending journey to find these eight whale cords. And I think, you know, that's going to be a theme of this new pod is that we're going to really like close the deal on those open-ended stories and, and the garments that we were searching for. No loose threads here. No, no loose I threads. Found- found Falcor and wrapped up that never-ending fucking story, dude. Just just rode him to the finish line. you guys were able to see us which you may or may not be able to probably not because you're listening to the pod version we're all wearing trucker hats should we all describe 
the provenance of our respective trucker hats before we jump in? Sure. So I am wearing a red, like, twill and uh, mesh back Shimano trucker hat, which, if you know, like, bicycles, they make, like, Shimano makes, like, uh, gears and, like, brakes. And my friend got this for me uh, for as a Christmas present last year. Um, and it is from the 80s. It is a South Korean make trucker hat. Mm. And it is not printed. It is embroidered. That's good shit. So, yeah, it is a nice one. It has got the snapback. It is the uh, platonic ideal of the trucker hat, as we will get into. It looks like it's wearing in really nicely. Reed, what do you have on? I normally like the trucker hat that's probably most in rotation. I guess like your trucker style, like whatever, like pointy front is this Patagonia one that I had the good folks at Western Hydrodynamic Research put a bungee cord in the back. Oh, yeah. But uh, for when you had big hair, long hair, right? Yeah. Now it's like those things are kind of everywhere, those bungee cords. So um, I actually don't even know where that one is. I was like looking around for it earlier being like, I have no idea when the last time I fucking saw that thing was like it's like within the month. But I just I don't know. Um, But no, I'm wearing one from a brand called PDA. Mm -hmm. Um, Like uh, public displays of affection, which are Mm. something that in real life, uh, I'm not a huge fan of very shameful person, Mm. but I like the color scheme on this one. Uh, That's good. Just just like uh, for those. Yeah. For those familiar with uh, Jordans, they're that it's like a Laney five dead ringer, royal blue, like bright yellow. Um, I like it. It's a little bit more low profile than your standard trucker. Uh, definitely doesn't have the mesh back like it should, but, but I feel like it's a solid entrant into the fray. Big crowns, big crowns. And Albert, how about yourself? So, uh, this is, um, a new one for me. It is from Albion dispensing solutions. My went to a concrete convention in Las Vegas and uh, I had him pick me up truck, you know, cause they all give away free hats. So he was picking me up free hats from all his favorite concrete companies. And I guess Albion is up there. So I felt like it was really, um, kind of the platonic ideal of what a trucker hat is, which is free swag from some sort of industrial company and it's very stiff (laughs) it's a little uncomfortable it's got it's black a black bill and front panel the back is gray mesh um it honestly hurts (laughs) it it needs to be broken in which is not an experience i'm used to with uh, a hat but um it feels like that's kind of like as you folks at home have probably noticed this is a trucker hat episode this is a trend that I recently caught some flack about on TikTok of all places. Well, that's the place I'm most visible, so I guess it tracks. I get heat there. I get heat there often, but this was different because I posted a video that I thought was pretty innocuous where I was wearing the famous Bass Pro Shop trucker hat. And I'm sure you guys have a, the mental image of that, but I can describe it to you. It's a very classic trucker, high crown, mesh back. It's usually all one color. This one's navy blue. It has the leaping fish on the front. And 
I think as many of us who are online know, that was kind of the TikTok boy hat of 2020 to 2021. Um, why that is, we can get into. I thought I found this one at the bins, which made me think, oh, this is this trend is kind of on the downswing. Before that, I had a Cabela's hat, which is basically the same exact hat, just sold in a different bin at a Bass Pro Shop with slightly different branding, but same construction and everything. So I thought I was kind of safe to wear it now, but um, I think it's become a signifier. No, no. no I, yeah, it's become a signifier for like... Never safe. <laughs> never wrong, never safe. Yeah, it's um, safe. It's the, the, our appendix show. <laughs> And, uh, so yeah, I guess it's become, I just, and I wanted to explore that this episode talking about this thing that is a trend, um, and, but can have such like varying, uh, uh, subtext and how something that seems innocuous can mean something to a lot of different people. So, yeah, I mean, what do you guys have an impression of that hat as like that specific branded hat as being do you have a negative association with it still or at all? The, the Bass Pro Shops one specifically? Specifically that one. Um, I feel like I was immune to seeing it develop its own iconic status amongst like non-Bass Pro Shop shoppers. So my gut reaction to it is seeing like the, the good old boys like coming in when I worked at a hardware store that were like, I don't know. The Bass Pro Shops people were generally the ones that didn't have the spe more specific trade uh, hat that they weren't wearing the Albion like dispensing solutions hat. That it was more a one of like this is like I'm buying the kit, so I get this hat because that's the one that I don't have anything more specific necessarily related to my life to put on this hat. Yeah, you remember when Rob Lowe was photographed wearing the NFL hat at the football game? Like, I feel like that is, yeah, like in Utah, like that's where I like had the first association with it was in Utah. Like yours was in Colorado where it was just like dudes who fished wore Bass Pro Shop hats. Like, I, I don't even know if they ever paid for it. It's like, it, it was like the coexist sticker just appeared on your Subaru. You didn't have a choice. It just kind of mm -hmm. got there. Like you never put it on there. You don't know where it came from. Like I felt like the Bass Pro Shop hats were just like one day they were in there. Like they were like by the front door and those guys could just put them on their heads. Um, if you asked them where he, they got it, they'd be like, I probably bass. I don't remember purchasing it though. It was I, I just state. woke up yeah, and it was there. So like, there wasn't any, like there was like legit, no cultural cachet, like none of that. Like there was no weight to it or anything like that. Like I wouldn't have noticed between like a Cabela is a, like I would, it would have been weird if you had a big five hat on. Like, <laughs> no, like I've been like, yo, like big five does merch, but like. No, I think that was like a fairly standard, standard. Yeah, like if you could have found a Kmart fishing section hat, that would have been sick. But like, no, yeah, nothing. I think that's why I was also confused. I was like, people are upset about bass pro shops. But I think that's, I think you guys have a, an interesting take on it that I think is accurate. Like where, where, where I, I was thinking of it as being like pretty authentic to what a trucker hat is, which is like a cheap product that a store or company makes to kind of function is free advertising but it is kind of like the um even 
it's like even within the blue collar sphere, it could be like the layman's version, right? Because yeah, it's not from Albion, it's not from John Deere, it's not from a, a specific seed a feed company. It's just like it's the the kind of most watered down version of that that still holds some kind of trucker connotation, right? Like you fell into your basket when you were in the checkout line, yeah. like weaving back and forth mm-hmm. and like fumbled a Snickers bar. That's that's how you got that one. It's like you grabbed a little a face wash on your way out of Sephora equivalent at, at a Bass Pro Shop. Yeah, if you spend $100, you get a you get a hat. If you spend 50 you get a sticker. There is no, yeah, there was no like sort of significance outside of that. I think at least like, at least coming up, it wasn't, it wasn't anything more than just like a, yeah. And an offensive, it's like, yeah, that dude's been to Bass Pro Shops. Yeah. So that's the kind of the way I took it. I thought, I thought it was being rather inoffensive. Um, but yeah, it's begun to take on this life where it, it has sort of stands for kind of maybe mediocrity and fits mediocrity in hats um but you know we're gonna we're gonna explore trucker hats more more broadly and see if you know if if you still have a right to wear your bass pro shop hat or if you gotta take a deeper dive so before we get started i i put together a list of some higher end hats that i've been seeing more um worn on the heads of, of guys that love clothes and here are some so one that's been pretty popular of late um, and we'll talk a little bit more about what we believe a true trucker hat to be. I think the consensus among us is just that it has to have that high crown, not necessarily the mesh back. So the first one that we've been seeing um, <clears throat> get popular lately is the Metalwood Studios one. Um, that's a brand that's kind of like a golf brand uh, in L.A. that's getting some traction. I don't know when everyone started golfing all of a sudden, but that seems to be something that people are doing. And pandemic. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, there's the metalwood studios. It's like a real tree camo trucker hat. So really leaning all the way in on that vibe. There is the Rosa Rugosa one that, um, you've probably seen worn backwards on the bear uh, on the head of Maddie Matheson. Um, Rosa Rugosa is his brand made in Canada. Um, it's the most expensive on this list, but, uh, at 50 bucks, which is a lot for a hat, but I really like what he's doing. Um, there is the Huckberry um, X Coors one, <laughs> we, which uh, is on sale right now for 26 bucks. It's all mesh. I wear the shit out of that one, especially in the summer. Um, and do you, there's the one from Broadway Local, uh, a New York brand that um, made a really great mohair sweater recently. That one goes for 30 bucks. And then there's also the Wythe Rodeo hat that um, we've been seeing around a lot, the embroidered one um, that goes for 48 bucks. So. That's a neat chain stitch, all right? Yeah, that one's a pretty cool one. I've considered it. I'm immediately struck by the uh, Metalwood Studio hat making a real tree golf hat, which I just have to make the connection to Jackass 1. And. When they're in the woods, like wearing real tree camo yeah, with, with like with air horns, I, I I have to think that that's that's the connection here, because otherwise, like, what is the point of wearing a uh, real tree camo while golfing? You want to be visible, correct? Except in that one specific context. I like that David has taken it literally. <laughs> he's he's like, see, you got to blend in. <laughs> So in what context in golf would you blend in? When you're <laughs> in the woods with an air horn. 
<clears throat> but yeah, solid picks here, Albert. Uh, I I do like that Wythe one. Yeah. So this is the kind of the other we're the other end of the spectrum where these are hats made by brands that, with maybe the exception of Huckberry, <laughs> are sort of are sort of more. What is a Huckberry? What is a Huckberry? With the exception of Huckberry, seem to be pretty uh, well. Uh, have been have been pretty uh, lovingly embraced by the fashion sphere, and they've jumped on this trend. These are brands that sell clothes for hundreds of dollars. You know, these are what more well-respected brands, and um, and not four-dollar Bass Pro Shop hats. They cost four dollars. Yeah, well, I guess at the bands at least. But yeah, I think that makes sense. Well, they cause... cost like four dollars at Bass Pro Shop, or they used to at least. Uh, at the bins, I got that one for like one dollar. Thanks. But I guess as we'll get into the subsidizing these hats is a good decision for everybody. Well, the origin of trucker hats. Let me tell you, they didn't cost you fifty bucks. Trucker hats started off as gimme hats uh, in the sixties and seventies. These gimme hats were um, popular among truckers, but popular among all kinds of tradesmen and blue collar workers because they were given away as free advertising at truck stops, um, in modern day at conventions. They are basically just free advertising, just cheap free advertising. Um, they usually had um, foam in them to keep that, that front panel high on the crown and the reason for that high crown is you want to have a very legible logo and trucker hats started as pretty cheap pieces like they didn't even the embroidered trucker hats that we have um didn't exist at the start because trucker hats were mass produced they would just have a patch or some logo printed on them just and uh an early adopter of the trucker hat, as um, you may recognize, um, was John Deere. So that is a very authentic um, version of what this was. So yeah, um, they were they were um, given out. Um, typically, a five-panel construction. It just had to be super legible. Um, this is an evolution of. Um, I don't know if Reed knows too much about the history of baseball caps, but this is an evolution of. Uh, baseball caps where the crowns got higher um, to better display the 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 team the team's logo. Um, Magnum PI is credited as a, as a large um, influence in trucker hats gaining popularity. And later on in the 2000s, you know, you got your Ashton Kutcher, Kutcher. Um, although he, I if I were given a choice to wear a trucker hat like either of these guys, I would probably choose more. Tom Selleck and we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about fricking Von Dutch which had a huge impact on trucker hats and continues to have an impact on what that means um, so and I think that there's a reason that um, with the kind of simultaneous 70s uh, bellboy uh, vibe on TikTok and the Y2K movement that the simultaneous Tom Selleck version of truckers and the Ashton Kutcher influence are both being present are both present right now on, on people's heads. So Reed, I know that you also watched the Von Dutch documentary. 
I inhale. I fucking inhaled it. Pretty fucking like, good. Like I just. Yeah. No. Like I. Like I. If I could have fucking put it in a beer bong and delivered it to myself that way, I would have. Or like a gravity. Like I guess more that would have been more of a gravity bong situation, or maybe something even more sinister. But yeah, like whatever I could have done to do it faster, but like not at actually like one and a half x because that would have sucked. Although, yo, some of those guys would have been so tweaked out if you had bumped up that speed. But uh, yeah, no, that documentary, for those who have not watched it at home, um, highly recommend it. Uh, yeah, I think I know. I recommend it. Highly is a wrong word. You got to be into like a lot of different things for it to really hit some sweet spots. But like if you're into just like real like low life Southern California, like mm-hmm. surf culture yeah. and also streetwear. And also, like, proto-influencer culture. Uh, this is your documentary, I guess. I don't know. And also murder mystery or, like, at least crime mystery, true crime. They, like, they fold that in there because <laughs> I guess, like, the brand itself actually was kind of a crime. But um, just, like, <laughs> the, a, the sheer existence of it was. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, and also just, like, yes, absolutely. But, like, just, like. It just seems like it, like everyone stole everything from everyone to kind yeah. of make it a thing. I was going to say, so for those of you who haven't seen it, David, the spark I notes. I have not seen it. The spark notes of Von Dutch is that Von Dutch was the nickname of this um, pinstriper artist guy uh, whose name I wrote down, which his name was Kenny Howard. Um, he was like a motorcycle mechanic. A, a collector named Ed Boswell bought the rights to the Von Dutch name and he was selling patches, which um, are now pretty iconic. And this attracted the interests of um, these guys named Michael uh, Cassell and Bobby Vaughn. Bobby Vaughn was a surfer. And this is kind of this transitional moment in surf culture where it's not so like blonde and white and Brady Bunch as it used to be. And it's becoming edgier and it's more about skate culture and it's more like being influenced by hip-hop and other things and they um begin working together and making like garage and hot rod inspired clothing including workwear which i think we would be interested in mainly this workwear was just dickie's clothing with the logos taken off and von dutch branding um put on instead and um they there just ends up being a lot of shady business dealings where they cut out at the first guy at Boswell. And then they bring on this guy, Tony Sorensen as their new CEO. He fucks them over. They get a French, like kind of a, uh, a grimy French designer named Christian Odigier who, who he, he claims, um, uh, brought the trucker hat, but then Tony Sorensen also alternately claims that he designed it. Um, there's a bunch more drama after this. It becomes hugely popular with like Paris Hilton, all the kind of people of the day. It's like Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears are wearing Von Dutch hats when they break up. So that's like a whole, th- you know, it's just like, it, it's very, it is proto-influencer culture. There's a murder committed, not among these guys. They get like El Chapo's son or somebody to threaten Tony Sor. You know, there's just a lot of shady business dealings. But it's all shady. And then it turns out that Von Dutch, the man, was a crazy racist and Nazi sympathizer. And he has all these, like, you know, uh, like manifestos that are s- just, like, peppered with terrible um, slurs. And so it's just, like, it's all a fucking garbage fire. But the, I, I think for it's a lot... It's a heartwarming story. It's a beautiful story. But I think for a lot of people, that's 
that's what the trucker hat is, is that Von Dutch hat. Wow, sounds like I need to watch this documentary and that it was like Ed Hardy before there was Ed Hardy, there was Von Dutch. I mean, yeah, well, he creates Ed Hardy out of the, sort of the ashes of Christine. Aud How do I say that? Odigier? Help me out, man. Thank you. Kim does Ed Hardy out of those ashes. I can so also like I can also be our French pronunciation guy. That could be my other thing. That'd be, I mean, that's sick. Like, I need help with that because I am fucking it. For those that didn't follow us over and you're new here, get ready for some awful pronunciations <laughs> from this guy here. Magnates uh, of pronunciation. Magnates, baby. Yeah, no, it was a it was a truly wild ride, uh, and one I recommend for those who haven't done it yet. Um, but yeah, it really it like fundamentally repositioned the trucker hat also as a fashion garment, or like as a even if it was like a semi ironic one, which then like Chrome Hearts like for sure took over the fucking top with their fuck. Mm -hmm. Iteration of it that I think retails for like eight ninety five. Am I crazy to say that? And doesn't the Capital one that's like working like a dog all day just puked on laundry? That one's like three hundred and fifty or four hundred dollars. Seems like it. Yeah, that one's expensive. But I think yeah, you guys are right. Like I think Von Dutch is one of the first to my or one of the first to my knowledge. It does this very obvious thing of putting their logo on a trucker hat as advertisement, as a trucker hat has always been. But it's given this veneer of uh, luxury, right? Because it's like worn by rich people and fabulous people, and um, and this brand becomes like as close to viral as something could be in that era of time. Albert, this would have been like predating you a little bit, but like yeah. at least like it wasn't whether girls were going to get a Von Dutch hat in like high school. It was like which one. They were going, it was like, mm. that was the question. Like, which, which Von Dutch hat are you going to get? Not like, are you going to get one? It was like, it was about as on, yeah, it was about as like, quote unquote, fucking trendy as, as you could sort of imagine something to be just in the sense that it was like top to bottom within the grade. Everyone sort of was doing their own, their own thing on it. And it was also fascinating the way you say like the advertising, it was like, sort of like, it was, it was applying yeah, like the it's not anything new. Like Nike and every other every other like sort of like fat splashy logo place was doing this before, but it was sort of just like looking at this thing being like, "Hey, that was meant for advertising. We can advertise our own." Like the hat was being advertised on the hat <laughs> instead of like the concrete being advertised on the hat, mm -hmm. which was fascinating. Everyone seemed to be into that though. I'm sure there was somebody else, you know, n not no like fashion creation happens in a vacuum and i feel like the way it always goes with any fashion history is simultaneously a bunch of things happen at the same time but i think for our purposes we can sort of use von dutch as like the point of departure where it's like it, the context change shifts the vibe shifts i have a take as it relates to the history yeah. of the hat i guess before it, it fully departs yeah. but uh my take is that the trucker hat is the most capitalistic garment ever created mm. and perhaps is not even a garment Go that, off, because the advertising is the first is the first priority of this hat and every single design decision like around the creation of this hat was based just to deliver this logo to you as cheaply and effectively as possible yes and like being a hat is secondary it's just like 
it's the little treat you get or like the carrot that's put in front of the wearer to like put it on their head. Yeah. And in the design, like it uses the foam, the foam for the front panel because it's cheaper and easier to like screen print on. And that's like cheaper than doing embroidery. Um, and like the plastic mesh back is like that's cheaper than using fabric. And like the tall crown, as you mentioned, is just to like give you more space to put more advertising on it. And like that has the snap back so you don't have to have multiple sizes because like cats were generally sized before then. So like this is the quintessential like perfect um, likely designed thing just to deliver a message as cheaply as possible. And like you could hand them out and like you would get your return on investment for just giving the hat away. The hat was advertising like what it was. Is like I was looking this up, and there was some website that said that the average trucker hat like is viewed 3,400 times during the life of a hat, wow. which I have no idea where they got this number from. It was on a site that like sells these hats, so like I'm guessing they're inflating it. Yeah. But if you take current like Google ad rates, it's like around three dollars per uh, 1,000 views. So like if you agree with those numbers, that's like a ten dollar and fifty cent return on just giving this hat away, which more than covers the cost of production. So I, I find these hats fascinating because it's like not something that was designed to do, well, it was, it's workwear, mm -hmm. but like the work is not physical work. It's like marketing and advertising work. <laughs> Reed and I both take off our hats at the same time <laughs> in your spiel. Off with this lid. Yeah, this is like the Don Draper hat. Even though it's marketed like exclusively towards blue collar workers is where it's got its foothold, but it is actually like the most, I don't know, craven capitalist like thing that you could possibly like imagine in in the way that it, it's it functions. Well and, and and then kind of the other so then now being worn I don't know if you want to call it ironically or or, or what, but but now basically when you're shopping for a trucker hat, you're making this kind of like it's like your ironic baseball team you support, like which of these kind of companies do I want to, which of these maybe defunct companies am I going to advertise for? Which of these defunct like sporting events am I going to be advertising for? And this trend is not new. I was just read, I was reading a paper as in research and researching this where it was written in 2014 about hipster culture in Sweden. And as early as 2010, they're like a big part of the hipster uniform is the trucker hat, the, the wife beater, like stuff that people are wearing now. So this is not new. And it's, there's something in it about performing some kind of like perceiving the blue collarness of it as being authentic and sort of missing the, the capitalist part of it, or, or maybe embracing it in this kind of like, fuck them, who cares kind of attitude. Yeah, it's the thing of, like, the exploitation is happening, like, willingly and enthusiastically in this. And at least at first, you could be like, oh, you're getting a free hat. Like, you're getting your, like, eyes protected from the sun. And, like, your, hat, uh, your head kept a little bit warm for the, like, that's the deal that you make in order to, like, become a walking billboard. But now, like, the, the worm has turned and we're paying, like, and you talk about the Chrome Hearts hat or, like, the Capital hat, hundreds of dollars to be that walking billboard. It's or, or on the other side too, like for folks that are like deep, deep within these fucking trends um, and spaces and things like that. And like, by the way, like I am not immune to this shit uh, in general, just like trying to find the best iteration of whatever it is you're searching or like the coolest or most like, like I've got a, uh, 
a Virginia Slims Open 1992 That's sick. promo T-shirt for like a tennis tee, sort of. I guess. Like I didn't go. I was four years old. Um, like it is a good shirt. The graphic on it's awesome, but it's like ultimately like it was like like you were saying like these out of like these defunct events and stuff like that. It's like sort of allowing you to express something else about yourself. Like I don't really know what that expresses about me to be honest, but like aside from the fact that it's like ooh it's quirky, but like. You know, like if you're looking deep, but it's like now you're sort of like digging in deep and spending your time to find something that like represents you enough that you want to wear it outside of like it, it, the differentiation is now not the style, but like what it says on the style. And so it's so it's kind of like even like a a more layered like it might not be the capital version of spending a whole bunch of money, but the, the, the care and consideration is probably double or triple at that point. We're in so many ways being exploited, being used as advertisement, being, you know, or being advertised to. So the kind of like devil may care, like, sure, I'll, I'll like advertise for some fucking tobacco companies sponsored shit. I mean, Blackbird Spy Plane recently was wrote about like cursed Johns and talking about like, you know, pieces that are advertising for big oil and it's like big tobacco. It's kind of like reek. Like I'm being used all the time. You know, I am like, I don't really have ownership of myself anymore, my image or my person or my health. And it's like, I might as well like, kind of like, it's kind of like burn it all down. I'll, I'll advertise for shell I'll advertise for Marlboro. It's cool. I don't give a fuck, you know? And the thing about these hats is that they're entirely synthetic. Usually also that they're like, are all made of plastic and like petrochemical uh, byproducts. The, the the mesh, the plastic, the foam. There's like nothing natural about these things. Yeah, and fundamentally, it's like you're tacking meaning onto it that never was supposed to exist in the first place. But like, it's giving it like second and third life in regards to like the original point, like you were talking about, David. Like as these like sort of these billboard. Uh, like these glaring billboard garments, I guess, like wearable billboards um, in the sense that like now people are like either ironically or earnestly trying to find brands that resonated with them. Like if they're partaking in the trend, I guess, in some capacity, which also means that it's getting like if they're still around, it's getting its own second life. Um, and it's also becoming some weird signifier on like the wear. Like, like I said, like none of us are not guilty with, on this one. But but it ultimately, it is revealing very little about the wear also, even though, aside from the fact that they are into this trend. Uh, but isn't that ultimately the, the thing of 21st century life is like the, the main choice we have to is like who gets to exploit us? It's the medium is the message of fashion. Yeah. It's like the Marshall McLuhan where it's just like, it's like it doesn't really matter what is on the thing. It's just the thing that matters. To your point of like this being the ultimate capitalist piece and being so cheap and inherently cheap, like these things are also manufactured uh, very rarely in like in the US, like even going pretty far back. It's like these were outsourced to be as cheap as possible. That is the like heart and soul of what this is. It's meant to be cheap and, and, um, and just mass produced. So it's not made with love by any means. Yeah. It's like Coca-Cola. Like you can't have artisanal Coca-Cola. Like it just is what it is. And the, I can't imagine an artisanal, like handcrafted trucker hat. I mean, I guess we've like 
brought up some um like that you you picked earlier in the um in the show but there's a disconnect between those that i feel like mm, i don't know you're taking something from the original but it, it's also like what you said read of in your uh, experience in high school like it wasn't which uh like it wasn't if you were going to get a von dutch hat or not it was which one and I feel like that like idea goes much more broadly to like, okay, which company are you going to do? Which which hat are you going to wear? Well, actually, David, those 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 hats that you're describing that I mentioned earlier, I don't know if any of them are artisanally made at all. Like Wythe's hat, for example, which they're charging forty eight dollars for. We all like it; it looks cool, um, and they 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 have they designed the shape and the brim and it's not like a mass produced like blank, but this is being made in China when the majority of their stuff is not made in China. Good eye. Good eye. And I think that like, even for these big brands, this is still, they can upsell it because they're, they're in the luxury space, but it's the same product essentially as any, as, as something you get at the concrete convention. Their brand is that much more expensive? Well, maybe not as concrete. I don't know if that's expensive or not. Um, probably more expensive than you know uh, buying a, a round of golf or getting a beer at uh, uh, Broadway local. But yeah, it's just like it, it's class uh, communication as well. Of like, okay, I have this connection to a blue collar life, but I actually, you know, I, I shop at White, so you know what kind of person I am. Yeah. And I think like a small, like Broadway local is actually a, a brand, not a, not a, Oh, not it's a not a bar. Okay. And it's a small brand. It's, it's run by a guy that I'm friends with. And, um, I think, you know, it kind of, like, I think if you're a small brand starting out, like, yeah, the trucker hat makes a lot of sense is like an entry level. Like it's functioning exactly as it's meant to like to get the word out about your product. But then, yeah, when you get to a certain size and level of like perceived luxury, you're still going to do the blank. Like you're going to still do the blanks. I don't know. David, if we end up doing merch for the pod, which we totally should, like a, you could do a like a trucker hat that just says like late late stage capitalism or something. Yeah, or like this hat is exploiting me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, help! I'm being exploited. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we're coming to the end of our trucker hat discussion, where we discuss how we would style this if we'd style it. I think we all would, and then what our our ranking what our rating is for the piece and as we progress to the pod well these uh these different johns will will duke it out for the title of top trend so for me myself i would definitely wear a trucker hat i do wear a trucker hat although i mostly just wear it to keep my hair in one place like when i'm driving or or when i'm kind of in a transitional um outfit it's not really this, it's never the center of what I'm wearing. It's never the most important piece. And I think I would, I'll, I'll probably in future s- stay away from the Bass Pro Shop hat because it's become so loaded and I'll stick to more vintage stuff. Um, and, uh, vintage, like kind of workwear stuff. And then also kind of the modern gimme hats. Um, I'll happily be exploited if it's by an obscure concrete company that none of my peers know anything about. So I, my personal rating out of 10 for trucker hats, 
I think we're going to come in about a seven and a half, seven point five. I could live without him, but I like him. High crown makes my head look longer, which I feel like is a flattering thing for at least for my personal head. And um, the mesh back in the LA summer is just the best. It ventilates, and I love it. Unfortunately, the the Western hydrodynamic research in North Brooklyn. Like that whole situation with the bungee back has turned into like a weird signifier mm. in a way. Like it's hard to describe. It's not bad. It's just like it's like the it's the the Pokemon evolution of of five fifties like two years ago. Like the dudes who like got the five fifties and were stoked have now leveled up to the W like the WHR trucker hat. So I've been wearing mine less, not because I like them less, but just because the ubiquity is getting a little bit, uh, like I'm for sure a fucking normie, but I just, I don't like when I feel like I'm too well represented. It's reaching critical Um, mass. Which is becoming, yeah, it's becoming an issue with the pants silhouette, but we're going to power through it uh, (laughs) as a a collective. Thanks everyone out there in advance. But um, yeah, no, so like I think meshbacks, meshbacks have always been a little funky for me because my hair will pop through. I don't like that. Mm. Um, but like I do, I do rep respect the function and I think they look good on a lot of people. I'll give it a six, like just the normal pointy crowd, no mesh back. I'm going to go with a solid eight because, uh, like I think you were taught, you were getting into this with like the elongating your face. Like there's certain things that make you look good. Basically like big sunglasses that they work on fucking everyone's face. Like if you got a pair of big sunglasses on, it shrinks your features everywhere else. You look great. Mm. Um, I do think a trucker hat is like sort of one of those things that is like, as long as you don't wear it like Ashton Kutcher at the (laughs) fucking VMAs in 2003, everything is going to be okay for the most part. Like you might look a little dirt baggy, but like you can get away with looking a little dirt baggy so long as you don't look like a clown. Mm. And so I do think it's like a fairly solid trend in that. Like I think it like the ceiling is probably like right there at an eight, but like the floor is pretty high also like you're not going to be getting like totally fucked like like there's this picture picture of a french bulldog standing up like with his paws on a couch and someone was like this is what every dude over 35 in skinny jeans looks like yes and it's like yeah man like you can get absolutely torched by some shit if you're not careful i don't think trucker hats are really that thing unless you're like wearing it specifically like yeah like you're a cast member of punked i think for for me there's like two scores to it because like as my claim is that it is the most capitalist garment ever made and even though i am not the the biggest fan of capitalism i have to give mad respects to this thing just in like how <laughs> extremely functional and effective it is that it's sort of like the the xenomorph of clothing that it is oh, like wow. suited to its its one purpose as perfectly as possible even if that purpose is to an unhealthy end (laughs) so for that i've got to give it like i don't know like a nine and a half 9.6 in that regard but uh in terms of me personally wearing it like i do have some and i think for me the the point in styling it is in something that i participate in like this one I got as a gift, but like Shimano is a brand that like I have on my bicycle, like they have Shimano brakes and I'm like, okay, that's something that like I'm a part of and I feel like I'm, a, a, I can wear it when I'm doing that. 
And if someone asks me what Shimano is, like I have an answer for that. But I think for for me wearing it, I would probably go in like a six or six and a half territory like you read. And I think this trend is like, just because it's so effective and so cheap that this trend is not going to die. We're going to see it come back like probably in a much quicker life cycle than we would see in other trends just because it's so easy to produce and it's so effective and makes money for people. So I would say this one, even though we are on the downslope, I could see it coming back within like five years. What do you all think? Agreed. I think it's going to be kind of, it's going to be sort of consistent. And I think I really wanted to just jump off your point really quick about styling that I think, yeah, you don't want to double down so hard that it seems like you're pretending to dress like a, like a gas station attendant, you know, like. I think like, yeah, to wear the trucker hat with like a sweater vest or something preppier or chinos, like that kind of dissonance is really good. And you just, I, there is a way where if you are doing it incorrectly, you just look like you're cos doing the full blue collar cosplay. And that is maybe not the place I want us personally style. Yeah. My trucker you hat. don't want to look like Larry the Cable Guy. Um, exactly. Who, which is cosplay. Just- yes got to say that because rural people have satellite they don't have cable (laughs) that's true that's true so this is the point in the show where to round it off we're just going to plug some things that we're excited about i can just go first to give the guys some time i think i have a few off top um i wanted to plug um craft and tailored which you probably know as a vintage watch site I met Cameron Barr, who runs it. They're also doing a bunch of really cool vintage uh, reproduction watches. I got the Nevada Chronomaster, which is really sick, and I'm into that. It's like a really great, you know, um, mechanical watch for a pretty good price. And I also want to plug the brand Bare Knuckles, who sent me a really cool sweater and a really good Tencel shirt. So I'm loving that stuff, and that's probably it for me and my plugs. Those are the things I'm kind of into right now. Uh, I've got one that is not entirely clothing-related, but it is for the Mason Pearson, which is a hairbrush company, which I've been a comb guy for a really long time. I had this, like, Kent comb, and I've got somewhat longer hair. And the combing would just get more and more difficult when I would, like, comb my hair after coming out of the shower and I would end up with, like, you know, big wads of hair yanked out. So I eventually borrowed my girlfriend's hairbrush and I was like, whoa, this is so much better. And then I noticed that, like, if you ever get the Vermont Country Store, they have uh, a wonderful catalog. And I noticed in there that they have this hairbrush from the Mason Pearson and the hairbrush costs $200. And I was like, how could a hairbrush cost $200? How could this be worth it? It brushes your hair. And I was telling this to my dad. And he was like, I have one of those hairbrushes. I bought it 40 years ago. I'm still using it. I have an extra one that I bought when this one wore out, but it never did. Do you mm-hmm. want it? And I said, yes, I do want this hairbrush 1,000%. And it is worth the $200. This hairbrush is incredible. Wow. They provide hairbrushes to... The monarchs of England, although I'm not a fan of the monarchs of England, you know that they're uh, not getting exploited by their hairbrushes. Uh, <laughs> it is an incredible product. feels good on the scalp. Brushes very well. Big fan. Mason wow. Pearson. That's quite a testimonial, David. 
the second he said 40 years, every single pleasure, like you had like a fucking ayahuasca, a bogan like experience in that. Ex- like you just like fucking <laughs> went out of body and descended into the ceiling like fucking Spider-Man or some shit. Like just started watching the entire interaction play out in front of you. Um, it's a great hairbrush. My, my, I'll go one like a little more ethereal, which I'm just going to say subscriptions like uh, to, to media and content and stuff like that. Like I've, I just have like uh, past couple months stopped using like, uh, like when I've hit my limits at places, if they've got a deal, I'll just like run it. And I've just been very much enjoying reading on like paywalled articles for like $12 a year on a lot of these sites. Like there's no way they are making money, uh, but it is still supporting them. Like I think I got New York mag for 12 bucks for the whole year digital. Um, That's been a bunch of fun. So uh, I recommend doing subscriptions again. Not Netflix. They're doing that weird Wi-Fi thing. Yeah. I don't know how that's going to work. Um, and then he needs like absolutely zero fucking help because his shit, I think, sold out all the way through again. But uh, I have one of those Manreza Oysterman sweaters and it is a absolutely awesome piece of clothing. What do you think um, of that that jacket? Because they there was the um, Blackbird spy plane had like an early access. Speaking of uh, subscriptions, that he there was like an early access sale on Manresa, and those jackets were on sale again. Oh, the Bittner? Yeah, it's a really cool jacket. Like in person, it's great. Okay, um, I have like a like a shame worthy amount of jackets sure. that I probably need to figure out so i didn't i didn't do that one it's a shame worthy um, amount of sweaters though don't you don't you fucking <laughs> chill um, <laughs> there's always room for another one uh i didn't i had something exactly like not exactly like it but like the same color so it was like i'm a fucking idiot but i fucking love this thing um it's really heavy cotton i like what he's doing there you know it's a uh, it's good shit Seems to be uh, durable. It's all new, so like, like he's only been around for a little bit, so I can't be like these are gonna last forever. But it feels like it's gonna last forever and get better with wear. I really so, yeah, love the I branding. Got. I love the branding inside the the all the labels. Oh, and I mean, stuff. graphics and labels are fucking top notch. Like he's doing a really, and you know, like I like it. It's like small batches, slow shit. It's cool. Yeah, it's good looking stuff. It's like sci-fi peasant wear, like in the best way possible. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's very much like uh, Last of Us hits Norwalk, and I'm cool with that. Um, and he's a cool guy. I think it's like sci-fi LL Bean. Yeah, that's another good way to put it. Yeah. Or just like LL Bean started kicking it at the skate park. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's my last plug. We'll, we'll have a little bit more specific ones potentially coming forward, but... Mm-hmm. Well, that's our show. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of Never Wrong, the podcast where we are never, ever wrong about anything we say. We're, in fact, just early. So um, be ready for the imitators and the hangers-on. But uh, we were here first. So um, thanks for listening, and we'll be back very soon. we got a bunch of other good trends we're going to break down for you coming right up.